welcome. We are back with another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast, episode 73, that is. My name is Ethan Shalloway, and I'm joined, as usual, by Chris Salona. Chris, you're looking extra spry today. How are you feeling? I feel so the opposite of spry, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> this is the episode number 73, and that's a lot to be excited about. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's a, it's a Thursday afternoon. I finished up work, and uh, what better post-work activity than talking a little music with, with you, my brother? Yeah, man, you can't beat it. It always, you know, we never know exactly when we're going to record uh, during the summer, so the days change. Thursday, it's Friday, Junior. Um, you know, I'm knocking off from work tomorrow. We're going on a little trip with my brothers to uh, Central Pennsylvania for some some disc golf action. Very um, nice. But you got one. You got one more day, and then you have the weekend. So we're just, you know, you're right around the corner. We're getting there. You know. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's crazy. Pretty ba. <laughs> pretty ba, man. I think I'll have a quiet one this weekend. A little cruisy, uh, maybe a, <laughs> a little cruisy. Um, the crazy thing, I'm looking down here, and um, this episode is going to be released on Monday, the 15th of August, which is um, basically, I mean, that's halfway through the month, and uh, it's kind of wild. I, I don't really know where the time has been going. Um, I, I like summer. I don't, I don't want it to end. I'm sad about that. I know, man. This summer, we've been roll. This summer's been great. We've been rolling, doing yeah, a lot been, of good stuff. Been you've good been summer. super. You've yeah, been it's, ro- super it's rolling active. along. I mean, it's rolling. Yeah, dude. I mean, you just had like three concerts in one week the other week, right? I did. Yeah, I had a triple header. I did Lucy Dacus on Sunday. I saw Elton John on Wednesday, and then I saw the Black Keys on Friday night. And I got really drunk for that one, but it was super right. fun. Well, that's where you learned about James Leg. So you're, exactly. you're drink, drinking too much. I did learn about James Leg. That shout that out time. to. Shout out to last week's song of the week, James Leg, dude. I've yeah. been, um, I've li- I showed that to Andy and Connor on the yeah. work on the job, and I've yep. listened to it a ton. Obviously, yeah, I've been, sh- like, I've been showing that to everybody. <laughs> it's it's really a quality tune. Shout yeah. out to I did see on the post that somebody said to listen to the original by Kill Devil's Hill. Yeah, which is great. I wonder if that's so. That's a that's a one of the towns in the Outer Banks, Kill Devil Hills. Really. I'm, Yep. Yeah. I'm almost positive. I mean, there's no way that it's not named after that. Right. I don't know. I think this, I think the band that wrote it is Australian or something. So really probably not devil hill. Mm, I want to look it up. Maybe Um, the town is named after the band three, three in a week. Maybe. Yeah. That that could be true. You Um, (laughs) you know, three in a week. I don't know if I've ever, I think, I think I have two, I don't know if I've ever done that because I've never really, you know, taken part of a three-day Dave Matthews weekend yeah, or something. Yeah, a festival, or a three, exactly, a or, celebration you know, you know, of Dave. Well, you know, it's coming up next week. I was talking to my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is the fish run coming? Fish at the beach, yep. yep. Fish at the at the Atlantic City, and um, they play three nights in a row, and you can literally stand in the water and watch them play from, That know, seems like the dream. From the water. <laughs> Like like little, little Nixon. Oh yeah, yeah that's an absolute cat, cat dream. Here. Absolute dream for them. Yeah. 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 And little Nixon's hanging out with us. Yeah. Some, a little, some, my, bro, my brother's cat. Yep. Got he's, some guests good for boy. the podcast. We like to keep it uh you know, keep it friendly around these parts. And uh, you know, that's that's what we're here to do. But yeah, I don't I mean, back to back concerts, back to back nights attending shows is tough just with like the schedule that I keep and it kicks my ass. But I could do every other oh, night yeah. uh, like I did that one week. That was fine, but don't ask me to go to don't ask me to go to four in a week. I don't. I think that's a little too much. Yeah, I still I'm I still never been to a festival, and I was I like really 
Actually, speaking of festivals, so I was thinking about it this week because I asked them, I was like, I texted a group and I was like, we need to go to a festival. And it's because that Netflix released a three-part documentary on Woodstock 99. Have you watched and, it yet? You know, um, it, the day that it came out, it was on because me and my dad went to watch something. Right. Breaking, we were watching, re-watching Breaking Bad. And he was totally. like, oh, I want to watch this. I was like, yeah, let's watch it together. And then I came in the next day and he already started the first episode. <laughs> so then I couldn't watch it. And I was, I was spitefully, I, I was like, yeah, that's a bummer. Yet. That's a bummer. Yeah. But I am, I'm going to go. I want to watch, well, maybe I'll do that tonight. Yeah. I might, I might cancel all my plans this weekend and do that. Just stand yeah. everybody up. Sorry. Watching Woodstock 99. <laughs> that's right. That's what um, we're going to have to do. So for today's episode, we have another band that we're going to talk about. We do. and Heavily requested. Heavily requested um, on the Patreon. And it is going to be very serious. A very, very serious. serious deep dive into one of our favorite bands. So, But before we do that, we do have some people to thank. Um, because this podcast would not be possible. This page would not still be running. All of what, however you want to put it. Um, without our lovely supporters um, through Patreon, through our top tier. So, Chris, would you take it away with the top-level amazing people that help help run this? I would love to take it away uh, and, and, and thank our top-level Patreon supporters. As you said, they make all of this possible, 73 episodes in and counting, and we hope they stick around. I would like to thank Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Shoe the Shoeless, I Hate Your Mom, Kitty Cooper, Brother Nature, The Blue Owl, Kara Kay, Fresh Tendonitis, Seattle 4 Fanboy from New Jersey, Carleen Salona, Jamie Lynn, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, our number one fan from Australia, Wayne Staley, Alex Long, Darian Riddle, Rachel Corning, Fuck Soup, Jade Mercado, Doug Endy, Black Hole Sean, Captain Hightop. I hope Captain Hightop enjoyed that Mother Love Bone episode last week. Right. That was that was for them right yeah. there. Uh, Marianne, Nikki Six, Release Millie, Laura Nyreen, Alexis Shannon, Kayla Jean, Sonny Mashburn, and Chris LSMS. Thank you, as always, for your consistent and unwavering and ironclad support of this podcast journey over here on Grunge Bible. We are very thankful for that. And uh, they give us the opportunity to have these discussions about bands, as we said last couple of weeks. And uh, I think for the next couple of weeks after this, we're, we're picking bands and we're talking about them. And, and this one right here is really one that I think um, it's long overdue that we discuss. It's been a yeah. long time coming. Um, huge impact, um, critically and acclaimed musical. across the board, including by us. I mean, this is one that's, you know, right. a lot. Yeah, it's it's right there. Um, it's, it's right. right the it's right there. Yeah, yeah. This this band is full of iconic members that you know changed. You know, they all changed the you know the environment that their instrument was you know perceived. You know, the guitarist Hall yeah. of Fame. You know, singer. You know, sung like no one else. I mean, just incredible lineup. Uh, a lineup of musicians and just stage presence that will just knock the socks off and just. Yeah. No. Well, it's Parking like you, you the, think you know, about, just... right. And and you think about the time that this band uh, operated in. And obviously we're talking about none other than Guns N' Roses, the mighty Guns N' Roses, GNR, our favorite band. We like them a lot. And you figure the time that they operated in, kind of hot off the heels of the hair metal craze. And, and they kind of, 
I don't I don't know how to describe it if it's if if it was hair metal if it was arena rock if it was like a love child of the two or if those are just synonymous and I'm getting too caught up on labels but I mean in the late 80s I mean they ruled the world in terms of in terms of rock music I mean they absolutely ruled the world having put out a couple of those albums from the classic lineup I don't I don't concern myself with anything that happened after Use Your Illusion right. 2 uh Chinese democracy can can go fuck off I don't I'm not, I don't really know anything about that well, Chinese democracy does have some interesting, uh, there's some interesting storyline to that that maybe we can get into after we go through, I mean, some bangers of albums. We don't, you know, we don't want to overlook any, any of these Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, I want to, I want to, I want to trawl the surf, trawl the uh, ocean floor and go on a deep dive uh, into this band. And yeah, Guns N' Roses. I mean, we're talking about the classic lineup. Um, I think all of these individuals are very, very distinct in the sense that I think you can hear them certainly sing and certainly play their instruments and you kind of know who they are. I mean, you hear Axl Rose, you know who that is. You hear yeah. or you see Endearing. Slash, you know who that is. Same thing with right. Duff McKagan on the bass guitar. Right. Um, Izzy Stradlin as well. I, I mean, just an absolute machine on the guitar. And then the, uh, so the drumming good. tandem from the classic era of Steven Adler and Matt Sorum on the drums. Really, really distinct and, and really... Um, I've heard them... I've heard them um, you know, talked about in the same breath as Neil Peart and yeah, you know Bonham. Yeah, it's right all up there with Neil Peart. Exactly. I mean, they're yeah, writing the book on drumming here. Yeah, some of the best solos you'll ever hear. Yeah, just, certainly. I mean, and you talk about obviously. I think any Guns and Roses conversation starts with Axl Rose. Um, his his um, flamboyance and his distinctiveness so as a front person, and how. Um, how how very sensitive he was and how very um, eloquent he was as a songwriter. He was very in, in touch. He was in touch with, you know, the, how do I want to say it? The, you know, the, the purest landscape form of the of, human experience almost. Yeah, yeah. He was just so in touch with the crowd and just, and he always had them on the, on his mind, you know, yeah. just extremely um, and, respectful. And, 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 and the thing about this band too. To I the mean, music and everybody. Right. <laughs> and it was such a respect thing because I, I think if there's one thing it about was. this band, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> on they and off the stage, the music. they carry themselves with such <laughs> respect and such discipline and dignity. I mean, like when I, if, you know, I hope just maybe someday own a business or well, the way we run this business, it's out of, you know, it's built off of merit. And I, you know, when we're looking at people to you build, you know, look to Guns and Roses, you know, yeah, they're they're they, they're holding you know, the candle the at model the front. Chi- yeah, yeah, the they, model child, the, you know, the, the model of light. Yeah, I mean, just incredible decision making uh, yeah. throughout the years. Hundred percent, and and certainly that decision making, I think, also includes the music that they put out. I would say from eighty seven to ninety one, so they had a four album run during their classic era. Nineteen eighty seven's Appetite for Destruction, which took the world by storm back then. It's crazy how many people we talk to who are maybe um, I'd say what about. 15 20 years older than us that this was the record for them in high school like they were they were kind of metalheads a little bit they weren't really into the whole hair metal thing and this was obviously a few years before grunge or before any of the seattle bands went mainstream i feel like there's a there's a pipeline of kids who found van halen from their older brothers or something in the early 80s and then once they got to high school or whatnot they claimed guns and roses as their own and that record for them was appetite for destruction i mean following that up a year later with gnr lies 
and then taking a couple of years off and then hammering a double release on September 17th, 1991, one week before Nevermind, Use Your Illusions 1 and 2. I mean, talk about a masterclass right there. I mean, that classic lineup, they were only releasing music there from 87 to 91, but I mean, just shot mm-hmm. after shot after shot after shot of excellence and it's it's one of those things. And what a, yeah. And you're talking about appetite for destruction. I mean, what a first album, very first song, Welcome to the Jungle. You know, that's the first you know, introduction to the great GNR that we know. And then obviously it has all the hits on there. You got Paradise City and you got Sweet Child of Mine. Mr. Brownstone and, uh, even too for yeah, if you want yeah. if you want to go one layer under the surface. It, right. It's cr- it's kind of crazy too because this album is over 30 years old at this point. It's 35 years old this year. Um there's there's a few songs on here that will never die. Like people will always know Welcome to the jo- that will always be played at sporting events for example. Um Sweet Child of Mine will always be on classic rock radio. Paradise City um I mean that's that that one that one tugged in my heartstrings the first time uh first time ever I yeah. ever heard it. And uh, I have a really good story related to Paradise City actually that I would love to share. Nice. I would love to hear it. It does it does it happen to um you know, run parallel with the first time that you heard Guns N' Roses by chance? No, it doesn't. So this was okay, uh, this okay. was later in high school. I think I was a junior or a senior, and I was already well baptized into classic rock radio. So I, you know, I knew all the hits from GNR. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I originally had thought, for example, that "Live and Let Die" and "Knocking on Heaven's Door" were GNR songs, and you know that they weren't Paul McCartney songs and Bob Dylan songs, for example. So you know, I was I was well down the road, and and you know had right. had opened my heart to Guns N' Roses and opened my heart to the words of Axl Rose. And um, during during this English class when I was in high school, I think it was my junior year, um, it was an AP class. So we took the AP exam in May and we still had another month of school. And basically the class was over for us. There was no final because the AP exam was the final. And mm-hmm. we were um, we were we were taking we were doing like a little poetry unit. And um, our English teacher, uh, Mr. Clark, lovely, lovely human. Um, he, he opened up class to us one day and, you know, he said, he prompted us. He's like, you know, next time we come in next week, um, I want you guys to bring in some poetry, uh, that affects you and and that you feel deeply. And one of my really, really good friends who to this day, we, we laugh whenever we think about this, he comes in the next week and he gets up, he's like, Hey, uh, I have a, um, I have a I have a poem to read that's from the pen of a 20th century uh, artist that's here, awesome. and he gets I like up. Where this is going. He gets up and he starts, and he's like, "Take me down to the Paradise City, where the grass is green and the girls are." And then our our teacher, Mr. Clark, sh- cut him off, told him to get out of class. He kicked him out of class. <laughs> <laughs> he ejected that's him from amazing. the class. It was amazing. Oh, it was from wait. the pen of Axl Rose. So he didn't get to finish the. He did he not. Get to he didn't even it? get to the chorus. He didn't oh, get to say, my. "Won't you please take me home?" Dang. The fire was that extinguished. Was... Man, Mr. Clark, what gives? I know, right? I just don't. Understand. I guess he's not a. F- I mean, I get maybe he doesn't like. You know, maybe he doesn't like. Maybe he doesn't like Guns and Roses, and I can't understand. I don't know that. how I that's mean, coming I from say, from I'll... us. I mean, I they they deserve I... their due and then some. Right. I, I, I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. It just doesn't, that doesn't compute. Yeah. Wow. Is, that's it, a good one though. Yeah, that's really it, was, funny. It, was, it was pretty good. I was, I was a big that's fan. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I was, I was a big fan. And, and I mean, this record appetite for destruction is inescapable. I'm sure you probably learned <laughs> at least welcome to the jungle when you were, but a wee boy, you know, listening to the radio. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think my first introduction to GNR, we were on a family vacation in Virginia, and I maybe it, maybe it was Guitar Hero. I'm it probably it probably was, yeah. but I remember like actually listening to this album, and then yeah, obviously also the songs that you talked about, like Knocking on Heaven's Door right. and some other stuff, and and, and you know, I don't want to say deep dive, but like I remember being like. 13 years old and kind of, you know, kind of going through the music and, yeah, and really as deep and, you know, of a dive as like, a 13 year old can make. Yeah. And just being really enamored by, you know, a guy named Axel and a guy named right. Slash. And why did, why, why was he always wearing the hat and, and did his yeah. cigarette ever extinguish? No, it never did. Yeah, exactly. One long cigarette, you know, that's it. I don't know um, how he did it. I don't either, but no, I, I, I kind of remember that for some reason it was one of the things, few things that stick out from, like, I don't even remember the, I don't even remember, like, I remember, I, mean, I remember a indoor water park, like sharing a bed with my brother and GNR, GNR. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. It's so funny though, because <laughs> I, I remember, um, when I was a kid, um, growing up here in new England and being a sports fan, the Celtics had started to get good once again, when they acquired, uh, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and mm. they used welcome to the jungle. Um, I believe as as a part of like the on the the entering the court uh, part before the game, you know, when they were getting the crowd hype. And at the time when I was I was maybe ten or eleven, you could not convince me that there was a you harder song that existed than "Welcome to the Jungle." I mean, absolute I, bonkers. Yeah, I immediately went to my 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 gateway computer, my family's gateway computer, and tried to try to download it onto my iPod Nano, and I was ripping that sucker. And that was obviously a segue into some of the other songs. I mean, you couldn't convince me. Me, there was a harder song than Welcome to the Jungle. You couldn't convince me that there was a better ballad than Patience. November Rain. Knocking oh, on Heaven's Door, November Rain. November um, Rain was War. that ballad for me. Civil yeah. War. Oh, yeah. I mean, Patience. Patience always uh, got me really deep. Yeah. There's there's that a was, really good version great. of Patience. I believe it's from the, um, the 1989 VMAs. Yeah, and and it's super super good. The the slow stuff, patience. Uh, yesterday's is another favorite of mine from Use Civil Your War, Illusion yeah. Two. Um, yep. You know, yesterday's got nothing for me. Time just fades the pages in my book of memories. I mean, this is coming right from one of, as we said, one of the more heartfelt writers um, and humanitarians of the era. Axl right. Rose. Yeah, you can't for, you cannot. Yeah, you can't leave that part out. Yeah, either. I mean, everybody focuses hand on the hand. music exactly. Go hand in hand. Yeah. I, I mean, just, you know, people just, they were always reaching to use their stuff in like, yeah, movies or, uh, you well, know, look sporting at, look events. At Step like Brothers you said. with Sweet Child. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. That's my that favorite rendition. That the whole is, generation into Guns N' Roses. Uh, yep. Yeah, it really did. It, it, it just brought a whole new light to it. Between that and, like I said, obviously Guitar Hero. Um, I did look, so I, you know, this is, is um, segue into talking more about Guitar Hero because I love, we love for, talking for, about for us. Guns N' Roses goes hand in hand with Guitar Hero 3 it, Legends it really, of Rock. It really does. Um, I looked up some of the songs on uh, Guitar Hero, and uh, so I will play a game. I'll, I'll read a band and see if you can guess what song from Guitar Hero is on it. This would be kind of tough. <laughs> this is gonna be really but tough. I, <laughs> so, Guns N' Roses, I'll give you that one first. Was it Welcome to the Jungle? It was Sweet Child of Mine, okay, of course. Okay, that's fair, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, there's a bunch of them, but I was going to say, all right, so Alice in Chains, do you know what song they put on for them? Oh, God, what did, what did they pick? It, it, judging by the way you asked that question, it has to be something strange. Was it like We Die Young or something? No, that would be a good one. It was it was Them Bones. 
Okay. And so I, I kind of went through the list and I was kind of like, I was, you know, I was pretty proud of Guitar Hero. They didn't pick, you know, they didn't pick the hits. Yeah, they didn't get the low them, hanging yeah. fruit. Except with Foghat, they picked Slow Ride. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's all you got with Foghat. <laughs> that's like going Dude, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, Imagine we've talked about that. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, guess what? I mean, Rage Against the Machine. You could probably there was a few um, um, killing in the iterations. Name of? Killing in the name of was the. I think this is Guitar was, Hero too. But Bulls, they had Primus Bulls on Parade on there too. Bulls on Parade was definitely on there. Yeah. Yeah. Nirvana. Do you know? Oh, probably Come as You Are. Maybe right. It was a heart shaped box. Oh, okay. This is. I'm pretty sure this is Guitar Hero too. I think that was the one that we. Now I'm getting mixed up, but yeah. Um. Guess what Pearl Jam song was on there? Because they did have one. Was it was it Jeremy? This one's no, no. This one's a little bit a little bit more excuse, um, obscure. It had to have been something strange, Not like that obscure, spin but... the black circle or something. <laughs> no, that'd be crazy. It was life wasted. Really? Oh, that, because, yeah. I'm sure because that album came out in 06 and it was it was you know the Guitar Hero had come out around that time, so I'm sure that's that had to have been part of the reason because that i don't think that would get picked up anywhere right good right. song i mean we we love yeah. the avocado <laughs> album but um stp it's just, it, it, it was it sex type thing no it was uh tripping on a hole in a paper, paper heart. heart okay tiny music that's pretty good right there <laughs> jane's addiction he put they had stop on there the foo fighters they had monkey wrench they had all they had a lot of good stuff from yeah. primus they had john the fisherman absolutely a, that 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 might be my favorite primus song to be honest oh 100 and then of course they had Buckethead on there they had a <laughs> they had jordan which if you guys didn't know Buckethead is basically like a poor man's slash like they look the same uh that's yeah. They look the same. They and play Buckethead the same. Was in Guns and Roses, <laughs> and, and Buckethead had a stint with Guns. He had, you know, I think, um, I think I read something about Buckethead, and he has like three hundred and forty album. Like he's been on like something like that. Yeah, he's like, played he's, on everybody's record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so he's a big deal. But he was in Guns and Roses for like four years. Was it? Yeah, I think two thousand to two thousand four or something. It's wild. That's good crazy. Old, good old Buckethead. Yeah, dude, he's the man. You know, he doesn't, I don't think he speaks. I don't think he has any, like his original. Oh, he's got, he's he got a bucket like, on his head. It's kind of yeah, probably I mean, hard. Uh, you no know, one knows what he looks like. your you know voice that. a little bit. It's going to be <laughs> some, uh, some physical barriers there with a, with a bucket on your, on top of your head. But I mean, that's I why think he's my top three. Him. Yeah. I think my top three Guns N' Roses yeah, songs let's, let's are. I do love November Rain. Um, really? Yeah, it's like a nine, it's like a nine minute song. It's mm. pretty, it's got the, it's like a big ballad. And I feel like with, with these bands, I like the slower stuff. I like, I like patience. It's in my top three. Yeah. Pa- patience, probably, patience, patience fucks. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I do like uh don't cry. Okay. That's yeah. A really, that's a really, that's a really good one for me. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah. How about you? I don't know. It's, it's really interesting because there's a lot of firsts that I had with this, with this band. Like I'm thinking about Mr. Brownstone and that might be the first, the first song that I like, um, explicitly knew was about drug use for example um mm. i remember discovering i was like holy shit i'm listening to a song about drugs um and i i remember that i think my top three um definitely patience has to be in there 
Um, you know what uh, else is in there for me? <laughs> Used to love her from GNR Lies. That song, wow. that song's a bop. You know, I mean, some I used to love her, but I had to kill her. I mean, <laughs> I guess maybe sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then I think for me, um, I think yesterday's might be in there too. Yeah, um, and yeah, one. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of songs like like Paradise City is up there too, but like there's some commonalities between some of my favorite songs i mean patience paradise city yesterday's they have that they have a lot of clean guitar at the beginning before it kind of builds in like i'm thinking about the the opening the opening riff to paradise city and how iconic that is before the drums come in and it just sounds like just big arena rock and right. and yeah yeah it's just it's just big i remember like incessantly watching the paradise city music video on um and my little iPod touch when I was like, when I was like 12 or 13, when I finally got one of those, just watching that over and over again. And, um, I remember I was like, wow, like this is the coolest band in the world. Guns and roses. Like I, this is the music still that on. I like, and it still is. I mean, nothing's it's changed about on. my opinions towards this band. I discovered them on 94 HJY sometime in my past. And I still hold them in the highest of regard that I can possibly hold them. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're still they're still out there playing. Yeah, the um, big the big reunion. Got, this is what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. If everyone's still alive, they'll always come back. There'll always be a reunion. Yep, and uh, they're playing in South America. Then they go to Asia and then um, Australia. Yeah. And I looked up the tickets, and there is a VIP Paradise City package for six hundred fifty dollars. Six hundred fifty dollars. Um, the what lowest you price you're gonna find. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look it up. <laughs> but it's the Paradise City. There's also Welcome to the Jungle package. Oh, fuck there's that. A, there's I a Paradise Par- City. I don't want to go to the Jungle. I want to go to Paradise yeah, I want, City. I want Paradise City. Uh, it's like 200 bucks, 210 bucks for the floor. Then the cheapest tickets are like one 130 So yeah. that's highway robbery if we're talking. Oh, absolutely. Big arena talking and the GNR. bleeds up I mean, there. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Not- so they, I, they got back together. Now it must have been five years ago or something because I think I was in college. And if I remember correctly, the first tour that they did in the United States was received pretty well. And, and it did really good numbers in terms of attendance and obviously revenue at that point. But that's like one of those things. If all of the band members are alive and are capable of playing music and you were in an iconic band 30 years ago, how silly would it be to not just reconvene and make a boatload of money for like right. tw- 20 nights of work one summer? And you just go off and not work for several years. I mean, that's why, like, I mean, the Gallagher brothers hate each other so much. But, uh, you know, if Oasis ever got back together or did something, uh, you know, I figured that that would be met with uh, with similar acclaim. That would, that would be crazy. Yeah. That would be absolutely Oasis crazy. came back. Yeah, it's definitely, it's something that they, they will forever take part in and tap into. Um, so... I do. I think I want to t- set, talk a little bit about Chinese democracy real quick. Yeah, please do because so, I I know nothing about this. Um, well, so it was I planned. Know about this it, album. It was it was set and planned to release in 1999. Okay. And what gives? this one actually. <laughs> well, it was it it took until 2008 till it was actually released. Right. Which is like nine years. Yeah. And Geffen like. Records, they dropped them in like 04, dropped the funding. Mm. And Axel was like trying to, he was like, he wanted to produce it. So I think it was like him and they dropped their normal producer. I think his name is Mike Sink. But guess how much money they spent on this album? Oh, God. To produce. How much did they spend? 
And like, maybe, maybe the numbers are, maybe the, maybe it's not that big of a number, but I think it said the biggest, biggest it ever in in history. It was $13 million on this record to produce it. Wow. That seems like. That seems like a a high amount of money to spend on a record. Yeah. Like I said, I I don't know if it was the highest at that point, but I don't think that an album should cost 13 million. That seems like a lot of money. And it took almost 10 years. Like they missed the, the, they wanted to release it in, yeah, like 2007. Yeah. And then it like, it took a whole extra year. Like it took nine years. It just was like so drawn out. Well, it's wild too, and, because if they want to release it, it in 99, like the band blew up and then most of Guns N' right. Roses went and did the Velvet Revolver thing. And then <laughs> they circled back around and released the sucker during that or after that. Could you imagine dumping $13 million into... Like, you know, an album that no one could commit to basically or yeah. something like, I don't know. It's sad. Yeah. And, it, I, and you know, I, I don't been, know any of the, any of the songs on it. And maybe that's no, for a just reason. Chinese democracy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I mean, the title track. That's like, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I, I think I recall that because when I, I would, I would have been around seventh grade and, and I had some friends that were getting into music and I'm pretty sure. Um, one of my friends was dating one of my classmates at the time and she got him for his birthday, I think a CD of Chinese democracy when it came wow. out because he's a big GNR guy. But speaking of money, aren't we, we all? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of money, we need to talk about Geffen Records and how much of a money printing machine they were in the late 80s and 90s. I mean, if they had only had those two bands, if they had only had Guns N' Roses, the first four, and then once they signed Nirvana away from Sub Pop after Bleach for Nevermind, I mean, the amount of the amount of money in hard specie that was rolling into Geffen World Headquarters. Yeah, you, you hit the lottery they twice. Hit big. Yeah. That's unbelievable true, to man. me. I really, yeah. It, some massive, massive acts. Yeah. Well, and this kind of speaks to the gravity of the grunge movement in the sense that Guns N' Roses was was at the top of the world, I would say, in terms of rock stardom Universe. And, and notoriety. Yeah. And I mean, they released Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. And like I said, it was one week before Nevermind. I mean, that that historic run of September 1991, where you have Bad Motor Finger and Nevermind, and then you had Pearl Jam releasing 10 in August of 1991. I mean, the amount of good music that was coming out or in, in, in that time in that year. I know last year we did an episode about that commemorating all the albums albums that came out in 1991 but it's it's interesting to me how competitive of a space it was for people's ears um and and it's interesting um speaking with people that were you know maybe teen in their teens or in their 20s or 30s around then and just like the different sects that developed and the kind of clickiness that developed between different genres yeah. it's like oh like i'm a i'm a i'm a nirvana guy like i'm not going to listen to guns and roses and obviously the famous quarrels that they had over the years uh, you know, between Kurt and Axel and, and the whole bands uh, against one another. But um, it's really interesting. Like, I kind of forget that all of these things were happening at the same time. And there really was something for everybody. I mean, even like in the hip hop sphere, I mean, East Coast hip hop was going crazy in the early 90s and the mid 90s. And all of these bands were overwhelmingly successful commercially and critically. And it's it's a wonder people people were able to keep track of everything and, and and listen to it and give it its due. It pretty yeah, it's a pretty incredible landscape of for the music. Um, that five years or whatever it was. Yeah. None, the nineties had the nineties had the best music. I yeah, mean, I I think it and did. The, end end of the eighties and the whole I feel like the whole nineties were just some incredible stuff. Live music was 
I mean, live music is good today, but it, it, it sounds like, I mean, just the way that it was, I mean, we talk about it a lot, just the way that social media and the internet and the way people access music, yeah. just how different it was and how valuable it was to people to go to live shows and well, how yeah, people because were, it was, it was like a, people were just, it was passion. Right. You know, it was and, a lot it of was, passion it was for the listener. If you wanted to see it, you had to be there. Had to be there. You had to be right. there. You had to wait for the MTV special for your favorite big bands that were right you know, because you're not going to get those pro soundboard, pro recording. No, video it's not that like it now. is now. I mean, people yeah. people aren't dumping off 200 hours of fish soundboard audio to their buddies. <laughs> not 200 back hours. In, back not in not 1990, hours, 256 shows, Chris. <laughs> oh my god! Each show is about so that's like four a thousand hours. hours. It's like 128 gigabytes worth of soundboard audio. That's half of my laptop's memory right there. I should just automatically dedicate it to fish. You know what he said? You know what he said when he gave it to me? He said, if you want more, let me know. <laughs> We're only scratching the surface here. I'm like, Chad, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know what any of this is and I'm fucking scared. That's, that's yeah, exactly man. what that is. Oh man, I'll tell you though, it feels good uh, to get some Guns N' Roses discussion on here. Right. Um, people have wanted wanted to hear our opinions on this band, and I know we've uh, we've kept it a secret for a long time which way we lean um, and really what our right. thoughts are and what our favorites are. So it's good to finally have this conversation and give them the respect that they deserve. Yeah, yeah, it's easier. I'm, I'm glad that we I'm glad that we had this conversation yeah. because you know some people don't like GNR. Um, I don't really understand. I don't know that. what to tell him. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I would say so. It's, but I, I try not to get involved with the controversy behind you know that. So I just yeah. try to. I like what I like. Yeah, you I, know? Don't, I don't like to and antagonize I'm, I'm people to, with stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah exactly. I don't like pushing buttons when uh, no. there's no need to. So no, there's really um, no need. I'm surprised we haven't done this episode earlier. Um, I'm surprised it's taken us to episode seventy three because they kind of because they kind of influenced Seattle in grunge in a very large way i mean you know axel and you know these guys I mean, they kind of paved the way yeah i mean i think everybody yeah. was looking 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 south to guns and roses and uh that that definitely inspired everybody yeah. i would say uh, i mean we're talking i mean inspired countless artists so glad yeah. we're still i think here. mark arm is quoted saying that uh you know if he could be in any other band it would be Guns N' Roses, yeah. like if he well, could have I any mean, other career. Me too, if I could pick one band, I'm playing rhythm guitar in GNR circa 88. Yeah, yeah, rhythm. I just want to be back so I can yeah, watch. Yeah, I just want to be back there. Just... You can you can have your SIGs, you know, you don't have to do anything too too complicated <laughs> or challenging. You just you play a nice clean Les Paul into a huge stack of amplifiers and, and just let it be. Live, live and let die, I guess, right? Live and let die, yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, these guys inspired everybody. I mean, even... Um, you know, Robert Plant's on the books too, along with Mark Arm, and I think Lennon right. as well. And yeah, Lennon, really... I remember, I remember, yeah, yeah, that was incredible. The list goes I on. Remember, I remember seeing that uh, that interview um, live. That was awesome. Um, okay, if you're still great. listening, um, thank you so much. You have yeah. made it through 36 minutes and uh, or whatever it is so um we're very happy that you're still listening if you'd like to support this podcast there's a few ways to do it most importantly become a patron that is going to be the easiest and most effective way to support us um or leave a review i think we like those a lot right chris we, they we help do, the algorithm we do like those a lot they the really algorithm help. is big yeah the algorithm is big these days so always got to cozy over there. up to that algorithm that's right 
if monetary thing is not your uh, monetary support is not your way of support, that's fine. Yeah. Do the, uh, the uh, visual support uh, yeah. review. I don't know. What is that? Uh, it's, it's an act of service, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little, <laughs> you can give us your money or your do- time. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Or oh, you can do man. both. Yeah. So a uh, little road trip update though. So we're, we're planning for that. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about this a little bit real quick before we'll we give touch our on songs it real of the quick. week. Yeah. yeah we'll do a see, so in. we, so Chris and I were, were, we planned this uh, trip around the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert on September 27th. Yep. And we are going to head to Boulder, Colorado well Denver and then down to Boulder for a concert on the, on 20, Sunday, the 25th. 25th. Yep. It's either, well, we aren't completely decided yeah, because there's, Jackson there's Brown chance. is playing. Jackson Brown is playing Red Rocks, and the tickets are now only three hundred eighty dollars. <laughs> um, we should have struck when it was a little cheaper, but for Jackson Brown, it may be worth it. Uh, but we probably are going to see the Front Bottoms down on in Boulder, Sunday, yep. which will be really sick. And then we have a day to drive to L.A., and then we're going to see, um, you know, the Foo Fighters tribute, Taylor Hawkins tribute, and then uh, we have plans to possibly see Petey. On Friday in Ventura, yeah, in Ventura he's opening for Manchester yeah, he's opening Orchestra, for Man- I believe. Yeah, Manchester Orchestra, Orchestra. Um, but we're also kind of pinballing some ideas about maybe seeing some baseball games. Could be really fun. Yeah, go have um, some brews at a at a ball game. I kind of, you know, I was like, you know, San Francisco's far, you know pretty far away, but like, you know, five hour, five and a half hours, I think, from LA. But I don't know, man. Maybe we should drive up and down the coast a little bit. Yeah. California Coastal Highway. Um, and this is where you come in if you have uh, suggestions uh, or if you live out there and, and you want to give us the inside scoop in the skinny, uh, we would love to hear that. But the nice part, Ethan, at this point, the flights are booked. I mean, we're, we're, the flights are we're going out there. We are flying in to Denver, Colorado, and we're flying out of LAX. And come and hell or high water, we're going to be there. We have the two important things. We have the flights and the rental. That's all we need. Yep. Everything else figure itself yeah. out in the, it all, in the middle. It all gets figured out. So, um, and really, one thing really we are working on, yeah, yeah. Once say one thing we're working on is a, is a lot, a large, um, road trip playlist. And I think it'd be kind of cool. I wonder, can we make a public playlist that people will have two separate, we'll have the, I think we, could. That we, we make. could make a big collaborative playlist and just let people dump we, the suggestions and in le- there. Yep. And we'll let people just put whatever they want. Yeah. And then we'll have this. I mean, you probably already have a, a, uh, shared a grunge by oh, like a playlist, a road trip pl- playlist. I'm assuming your oh, pers- yeah, personal one. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll title it like, you know, grunge Bible play, um, road trip playlist and see what people, see what people can come up with, what yeah. they could add. And then um, we'll share our playlist when it's uh, all said and done. Cause yeah. we're still, it's a work in progress and a lot, inspiration comes at you know, any moment. Yeah. You never know when it's going to strike. So, uh, we just have to wait for it. Sometimes, some sometimes it pops up when you least expect it. So you're, we're always uh, always waiting and ready for it. So that's probably really I'll probably do. put some GNR on after I, this. I, mean, I, I think you have to. I mean, you, you imagine rolling down that highway start, in the southwest you know? to Paradise City. Yeah. I mean, what's going that's, on right now? It's the stuff dreams are made of, right there. That's really, um, really important. Aside from that, we would also like to thank our producer, Drew McFadden, uh, for all of his work that he does on this podcast. Uh, we appreciate uh, his efforts and his ability to kind of just uh, handle the ups and downs. You know, sometimes we're good, sometimes we're bad, sometimes we're in the middle. But uh, Drew always 
Drew's always good. Uh, he's batting a thousand with with a uh, hundred home runs, and that's what we can all aspire to. That's exactly right. You're so kind to Drew. You have to Chris, be. I mean, I'm just trying I, to follow I, Axel Rose. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I Very know. kind. He he led the way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Drew is the man. I love that guy. Um. Songs of the week. Should we get into it? Songs of the week. I think we should. Yeah. So, have you been listening to a lot of music this past week, Chris? Oh, I've been listening to a lot of music. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, it's been a pretty good music week. I, yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, I've been listening on the job. I've been listening to a lot of stuff I had uh, saved to mm, save some batteries. Kind of, so I'm going doing your going to the, Yeah. Going to the down. Yeah, the downloaded stuff. Um, but I did hear a really cool song on the radio. That's not. It's not a new song. I don't think. Um, but it was super reggae, super had, had me hooked right away. Like had the reggae hook Yep. and it happened to be by uh, no doubt and oh, okay. no doubt. And lady saw, and the song is called underneath it all. And just incredible, you know, just good reggae, good hook and just such a summer vibe. And just had me, had me really going. I had to pull out my phone and put the Shazam on. Oh yeah. And had, I'm had not ashamed to pull out the Shazam. I'm not, a, I'm no, not, a, I'm not ashamed of that. No, me neither. So, yeah, underneath it all, by uh, no doubt, is that's good. You know, really solid. So that's an it's an easy pick for me. Um, what about you, Chris? So for the last week, I've basically been listening to one band and one band only, and that is Guns um, and Roses. <laughs> Guns and Roses. I mean, always. I mean, I, I, you know, I say my prayers to to Guns and Roses. Uh, you know, every night and twice right. on Sunday, right, but. Right. Uh, actually this week I've been listening to a band by the name of the Brian Jonestown massacre. Right. And, yes. uh, one of my buddies, actually my same friend who turned me on to James leg, uh, about a year ago, turned me on to these guys. And, uh, my song of the week is going to be from them. Uh, and it's called whoever you are. And I don't know how to describe this band. They're kind of like, um, experimental shoegaze rock. I mean, all those kind of like buzzwords that people love to throw around about music that kind of sounds atmospheric and challenges you a little bit, but it's a lot more diverse than that. It's a lot more challenging than that. Um, and they have so much music that it's so overwhelming and it's, they have too, way too many albums that I'm even afraid just to go album by mm -hmm. album. Cause I know it's going to take me a long time. So I've just so been, what, what, yeah. What year are they from? So when, they, when they, they started in the nineties and they're still, they're okay. still going now. So, um, I'd imagine they're probably a lot of the band is probably in their, you know, early fifties, I would say. Um, but I mean, their first album, I believe came out in 95. Um, and they just released one a couple of months ago and they're, you know, apparently I don't know a ton about them, but it seems I've heard, um, they put out music all the time and they fight all the time. Uh, so what, what could be better than that? Obviously. That sounds like a good band. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like grunge Bible. Sounds like the three of us. We put it, we don't miss, we don't miss weeks, but we're fighting all the fucking time because we hate one another. Fight those battles. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's my song Dang. of the week. Um, I really really nice. like it. Um, like I said, my buddy. Uh, you know, we we get together and we, you know, we we have some fun. Uh, you know, get get ourselves in a good frame of mind and usually end up talking music. So that's really. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate. It. I think that's one of the coolest things about friendship. You learn learn music from them. So so another example mm -hmm. of that. And uh, I'm excited to continue to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm excited to listen to a little bit more of them because you just kind of you sent me a few songs of that and saw yeah. you post them stuff. So yeah. I know that's I know that the uh, the recommendation has stuck because 
I've got I've now been recommended, and you all have been it's recommended. Not a flash so this in the is, pan, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Just like James Leg was not. Um, yeah. I know this one ain't won't be yeah. either. This so. isn't like this isn't with the level of seriousness of James Leg in the sense that I'm not imploring everyone to go listen like like we we both did with James Leg, but um, yep. this it, uh, both of these are good. I'm I'm gonna listen to your song every every single time. As soon as we get off, I go and listen to your song. So I'm gonna continue awesome. to do that. Um, on a sadder note. A more somber note, um, you just sent this to me, but Weezer has canceled yes. their tour because of low ticket sales. The broad, they were doing a Broadway tour or a show, and um, oh, yeah, they canceled yeah, it. Not enough people canceled. bought tickets. So my that question, just, Ethan, my question, hurting. now that we've seen this, <laughs> how much? How many tickets do you think it would take for us to purchase for them to put it back on? <laughs> oh, this is a great question. Um, they, I guess a better question is, will they play if it's empty? If no, if, if no, if we clearly just... <laughs> not, they canceled the shows, but so like they should give, uh, I don't know. I mean, like they should just give the, they fill it up, you know, make it free. No, I don't Maybe if it's they not wanna... fiscally responsible of them. <laughs> you think they want to go in and mail in buddy Holly to, to 75 people <laughs> on Broadway? <laughs> I don't know, man. We probably, probably have to buy a lot, but that's what I mean. Like buying tickets won't do it. We have to fill it, Chris. Right. We have to give incentives for people yeah. to go. Yeah. Honestly, so if you go, yeah. you get paid. We have to pay. I think we have to pay people. To so fill. in addition, so we comp their tickets and we compensate them for going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that it's like, it's like a survey or it's like those things you take in college where you, yeah, you take surveys and get yeah, paid like one 50 of those, bucks. They compensate you for your time and travel. It's like, yeah. it's like a physiological survey. And you when know, is music going to be like that? That's I hope not. And and honestly, <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've taken on our fair share of battles here at grunge Bible. I, I think um, getting Weezer to put this engagement back on <laughs> is a little bit above our pay grade <laughs> and our brain grade. Oh my gosh. Yeah, sad That'd to hear about that though. That really, yeah, that really, yeah. that, really said, that really stuck in my craw today. That ruined my no day. One, no one likes to hear that. No, so. nobody does. But we'll save our money, um, and we will go For Jackson to Jackson Brown. Well, Jackson Brown or Guns N' Roses is what yep. I was gonna say. You know, all we have to do is get to Australia. Yeah. Well, they play in a bunch of other places, but yes, Jackson Brown. So we'll be out there. The jury is still out. So, all right, everybody, thank you again for an awesome episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't, go back and listen to an old one. And if you listened to all of them, we'll be back next week. Absolutely. All right, guys, rock and roll. Have a great week. See ya. Take care, everybody. <laughs>